Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies Night, where we work to give females increased self-esteem, establish a healthy self-identity, and motivate females to obtain high noble character as detailed in scripture. Get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I greet you in the name of God, the Father, God, the Son, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. I pray all is well with you all throughout the land, wherever you are. I pray that you're turning your life over to Christ, getting your life right with God in your life. Uh, Let us humble ourselves as we go before the throne of God in prayer. Gracious and merciful Father, we come in the name of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, led of Jesus to Christ, our Lord and Savior to bow down and give you honor, glory, and praise, Father God. We thank you for your son, Jesus, giving his life, Father God, for the remission of our sins, of shedding his blood. Father God, we thank you for this day, opening our eyes this morning, Lord God, to see your beauty once again, Lord God. Forgive us for our sins and our many unrighteous acts before you, Lord God. Father God, we ask right now, Lord God, that you open up our hearts and minds and spirit right now, Lord God, to come and do you glory, Father God, on this podcast, Father God with the P31 ladies night, Lord God, that they will say something to the world that will break chains in someone's lives or change someone's life to bring their life back to you, Lord God. Father God, we pray for the sick and the shedder and those are dealing with COVID-19 that are suffering right now. Father God, loss of loved ones all over the world. Father God, we send our prayers right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you touch us tonight, Father God. Break chains in the name of Jesus as we sign on with YHT Radio. Bless the ladies, bless the listeners. And all the participants tonight, in the name of Jesus and all God's children, say amen, amen, and amen. It's time to break chains. Put on your full armor, God. The ladies about to turn on and break chains with you right here on YAT Radio. Good evening, y'all. Welcome. Somehow your face seems 
You're listening to Breaking Chains. Call in live during the show at 858-357-9137. And listen live on our website at youngadultstalk.org. All right. Thanks a lot, big bro. Uh, check him out, tightspots.org. Tightspots.org. Does a lot of voiceovers. Uh, you know, contact him. Tell him his little brother uh, sent you over there from Young Adults Talk. All right. What's going on? Welcome back. Breaking Chains, the P31 ladies. Tonight's show is being brought to you by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. It's time for me to turn the mics over uh, to the ladies and let the show get started. I'm Pastor Rod hanging out with you. All right, I'm going to open up these microphones. I got my sister Sonia. I think uh, this is Sister Tanya, and I think that's Sister Amy. Uh, Good evening, ladies. Go ahead, Tanya. Take the mic. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Tonight's show is um, Love and Abuse. You know, we've been talking about love uh, for the last week or so, so we're just going to continue it tonight with Love and Abuse. Uh, You know, in today's society, we as women deal with a lot of issues. You say that he loves you, but how can he love you and lay hands on you at the same time? Can anyone answer that question for me? Sister Tanya? <laughs> I want to answer your question. How can you love us and lay hands on us at the same time? Sometimes we allow ourselves Um, not being worthy of ourselves sometimes, letting our self-esteem um, become belittled, um, looking at ourselves not as God sometimes looks at us, and we accept things that sometimes consciously um, we, we, we're in situations that we accept things. And allow the abuse to take place. Or sometimes we will allow um, generational things, generational curses to happen where we sometimes may not recognize what's going on at that time in the situation. And the abuse occurs until there's an uh, awakening of self um, through God or through other situations. And um, we, we allow different, different things, the abuse to happen. Okay. Uh, so, Sam, do you have anything to say on that? Not on that, no. No comment. Okay. Um, I would say this, that when we understand love as the will of nurture, our mm-hmm. own, and, it, and their spiritual growth, it becomes mm-hmm. clear that we cannot claim to love if we are hurtful and abusive. Therefore, mm-hmm. Love and abuse cannot coexist. 
abuse and neglect are by definition the opposite of nurturance and care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that brings Amen. me to my next question. You say he loves you, but he calls you out of your name and publicly mm. humiliates you. <laughs> Give me a take on that. Amy, you have anything to say on that one? Yeah, on that, I'm going to say, um, if he calling you out your name, where's the love in that? If you're allowing him to do that, you know, he apologize, he's doing it, and come back and do the same thing, there's something wrong with you. I don't see any love in, you know, him calling you out your name. Just none of that. I don't, I don't see the love in any of that. Love just ain't that deep. Where you would, you know, tolerate a lot somebody to do that to you. Okay. You know that there are two types of abuse. Do you know them? Um, verbal and... Verbal abuse is one. And physical abuse? Yeah, physical and mental abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what would you consider consider the mental abuse? Fine. Um, just just tell me uh, the breakdown of both mental and physical as you would see it. Physical, physical physical abuse is when someone applies force upon someone's um, physical body. That would be physical hitting. Um, um, slapping. Um, punching would be physical abuse. Um, when we think upon the mental abuse, we'll think about uh, emotional, our, our feelings, um, the state of mind, a state of being, um, um, our happiness, um, your peaceful state. Um, you can, there's a lot of different areas you can, can go with, with, with when you talk about mental, you know, the mental state uh, of abuse. You know, you can bring it, down, break it down to a variety of things, you know, that happens on a, on a mental state. But the physical, you know, when you know, when you talk about the degree of of a mental state, it's almost just as worse than the physical state of abuse. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> you know, an overwhelming majority of us come from dysfunctional families in which we were taught that we were not okay mm-hmm. where we were shamed, verbally, and or physically abused, and emotionally neglected, even as we were also taught to believe that we were loved. For most folks, it is just to threaten to embrace a definition of love that would no longer enable us to see love as present in our families. Too many of us... Too many of us need to cling to a notion of love that either makes make abuse acceptable or at least makes it seem that whatever happened was not that bad. So in other words, a lot of people, young people, older people, um, they grow up thinking that it's okay for them to have been treated are talked about 
physically, you know, mentally abused, called stupid, you'll never amount to anything. And in relationships, um, males putting their hands on women. And that can also go uh, the other way where you have uh, verbally and uh, physically abusive women that's abusive to men as well. So it, it, it goes both ways. Men abuse women and women abuse some men. I put it out there like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have a young lady that wants to um, speak on some uh, physical abuse that she has seen or is presently seen. seen. Go ahead, Carla. Hi, my name is Jade, and I have seen my close friend be abused by her boyfriend in front of everybody, but it wasn't like in front of everybody, it was just as you can only see it, and he would tell her she's not leaving him, or he'll just beat her up, do all type of stuff to her. And she she's a cheerleader, so she has a lot of potential, and she has a lot of stuff that she has going on, and he's in the band. And he, in person, he doesn't look that strong, but how the way he would grab her and push her into the walls and stuff. And I would tell her all the time, you need to leave him alone, you need to leave him alone. And she'd be like, that's, it was just him giving me love. And I was like, that's not love. That's another, like, that's abuse. And you need to get away from that because that is not how you want to end your life. Because the way he was talking to her, he was talking about ending her life, basically, like, beating her up real bad to where she couldn't move and stuff like that. And so he would, it wasn't just only her that he was doing it to. He would be doing it to his ex-girlfriend where he didn't broke, dislocated her hand and broke her arm because she didn't try to stop talking to him or he wouldn't leave her, well, he wouldn't leave her alone. And so she would tell him to leave her alone, to him to leave her alone. And he got mad and he just grabbed her by her arm and she tried to get away and he dislocated and broke it. So with that being said, uh, what kind of advice would you give this young lady as far as her friend is concerned? Because uh, as I'm hearing that she does not want to say anything to someone about the abuse because she's afraid. And I think she's only 15 years old. So what 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 can you offer? What can you tell her? Sister Amy, can you tell her anything? Um, first I would I don't know, I guess I have to see what her mental state is. I try to talk to her and get her to report it, to get out of that relationship, to talk to somebody, you know, call the police. Just try to find out why she feels like she needs to stay in that type of relationship and she's fifteen. And why would she think that it's okay, you know, to do that? Stay in it, I guess. Okay. Thank you for that advice. 
Sister Tanya, you have any feedback on this, this situation? I, yeah, I think I would sit and, and before I would just talk with her, I think the first thing my approach would be to listen, to listen to hear her talk and then try to identify with, with listening why she's staying, what's going on, and then share with her how much that she is loved. She is loved by God. She has to be loved by herself and value herself and share with her and encourage her, her on those values. Um, and then I would, I would bring her to maybe either a group you know, and let her be around other people to listen and to share um, about um, what she's going through. Because sometimes physical abuse can be silent and they don't want to admit that this is actually what's taking place because in their mind, they're in denial of it and getting her to identify what's going on with her so that where that she can see this is what's going on because she can camouflage it though it's going on but not accepting what I'm allowing someone to do to me and to know and and to share with her these are not um, this is not how a guy or a person or individual is supposed to treat one another and what we're supposed to accept for one when it comes to someone beating us or putting their hands of us or lashing out on us, those things are not okay. And then getting her to an understanding at t- some point, you have to talk with someone, getting her to feel comfortable either with myself or someone where she can talk to. So where maybe she can come out on what she's in to get that help that she needs. Amen. Thank you for that. Um, Pastor, do you have anything to say on it? Um, God bless everybody. You know, when 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 you when you say the topic was love and abuse, um, I, I I think what's happening out here today is a lot of that going on, and I think what's what's absent is the love, but, mm-hmm. but there's more abuse. Uh, uh, there's a lot of abuse going on in every area of life mentally physically spiritually emotionally and and the thing about it is is that uh unfortunately there are not enough people addressing it spiritually you Mm -hmm. you know until we fall in love with ourselves that god has shown that he loved us and and that we get that love back everything is going to be abusive in our lives because of the Mm -hmm. way that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna picture it the way that we're gonna accept it uh, uh, or not accepted. You can have people come into your life that God wants in your life, and 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 we've been through so many damaged things in our lives. We run people away, so so we we abuse ourselves as well. So I think I think in out of all of that, I think the first important thing is is that everybody has to identify and understand what love is first. You know what I'm saying? And once you learn what love is, you can pr- you can protect yourself and prevent yourself through God. And because Christ has shown you what love is so that you won't have to go through those abusive situations. And, 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 and I speak this in general when I say us and everybody, because everybody may not be going through it. 
but but what what I have to speak it so you can feel comfortable because you're gonna need to talk to somebody if you're going through these situations. That young lady uh, that's going through that, she needs to talk to someone and talk to someone soon before something very damaging happens. Uh, and 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 those of us that know, and we adults, we're supposed to intervene in that. We we got to stop turning our back on things because we don't feel it got nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with you, especially if you know about it. Because that situation is on your hands. So let's figure out what love is and understand what God said love is. And then understand what, what we can avoid ourselves about being abusive. And then encourage each other. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my question would be, what does the Bible say about verbal abuse? What's the time? Oh. Um. When we, when I look back at words that we speak or words that comes out of our mouth, you know, we're supposed to be careful because life and death is the power of the tongue. And when we look at the Bible and, and we talk about um, verbal abuse, um, if it's coming out of our mouth, we have to, we have to be so careful of that. Um. Hmm. Let me let me let me think a little bit more, um, Sister Sonia, and come back. Okay. Sister Anne, um, you have been. Um, I guess what she started out saying, um, that it's in the power of the tongue. Is that you know yes. you have to be careful what you say, because bad things can come from what you say. You can you know. Say, say saying something, thinking something is is just how it's all. I guess the same as being, you know, you can speak it and you speaking that onto somebody else's life is what you're trying to do it mm-hmm. on yourself. Right. Yeah. Because the tongue has that power of life and death. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, which is uh, called to us in Proverbs 18 and 21. Also, it, uh, another cliche: sticks and stones can break a bone, but words can never hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. true. Abusive mm-hmm. language has a deep, long-lasting effect that can pierce yeah. like a sword. Yeah. And that's found in Proverbs 12 and 18. Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, you just have to be really careful of what you say and how you say yeah. things to people. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sister Sonia, it says, the Bible says, to don't be so careful to speak. We have to first become, have that ear to listen before we just run off of the mouth and, and open our mouths and our tongues start speaking things and speaking things upon others and ourselves at the same time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What does it it mean that love keeps no record of wrong? Have you ever heard that saying? Mm-hmm. You about to say something, 
I think when I look at look at because you said love keeps no record of wrong. When I think mm-hmm. about the word love and I think about God's agape love, you know, which covers all things, a massive amount of things that God loves cover, you know. I apply that to um what you said love covers there's no no wrong, you know. Um, because of his love for 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 us. Wow. Um, that just stands out just so strong with me with when with when you ask that. Right. Um I, I, I can also look at the cross, you know what I'm saying? What he did on the cross for us. It covers everything. You know? Yes. And uh, I know the Bible also talks about um, toxic family relationships mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Mm-hmm. You know, at least trying to work it out. Right. Instead of going out there, you know, talking about him, verbally abusing him and putting your hands on him and all of that stuff. Do you think you know, that... The... Go ahead. The Bible also talks about um, turning your cheek, you know what I'm saying? Not throwing stone for stone to one another, you know? And the Bible also talks about not messing up someone's good name, you know? Um, right. As you were speaking about going to one another and talking to one another, you know? If I have it all with my brother and my sister, I'm to go with to them in love and we address them and talk about different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what do you think that um, do you think that this type of behavior is acceptable in any type of relationship or in a marriage? Do you think that either one of these is acceptable. Amy? Yeah. Do I think either one of the types of behavior is acceptable? Do you think that these these types of behaviors are acceptable in a relationship? Whether it's married or not married, um, I don't think it's acceptable. I think people allow it to be acceptable. I don't think it's it's acceptable in any any type of relationship. But I think people do allow it, and I guess they start thinking, you know, it's that's the way it's supposed to be, or they don't know any better. Have anybody to educate them or help them to get past mm-hmm. that part? So no, I don't right. think it's acceptable, acceptable at all. What you think about that, Sister Tony? I agree too as well. I don't think it's accept acceptable, although it happens and we live we live uh that we live a lie until we recognize that this is not acceptable. This is not how it's supposed to be. I don't wanna live in a lie. So therefore I've had to identify this is not I'm not gonna allow this way of action, way of living. And until there is 
uh, recognition, uh, uh, identification, uh, and not to accept this, it's not. It's not right. It's not. It's, um, and it's not going to be. But until it's identified, this is a choice. Uh, lots of things are choice for us to, for, uh, us to accept some things, um, to live a certain way, um, to not live a certain way, and to, to establish foundation and to desire and want change. It's got to be first identified to not to be accepted. Amen. So, why do you think that we keep these things to ourselves? Why do you think it's because we're embarrassed or shame or why do you think we keep these things to ourselves? Um, I would agree with what you said about um, we're shamed, we're embarrassed. Um, I also would identify with saying when we look up in our in ourselves, what we, what are we accepting? Um, because um, our esteem, because the inner self is not built up the way it needs to be, we become not aware. Or we 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 give excuses for different things that what we do, um, not until we show ourselves accountable to ourselves, and recognizing to say what am I going to accept, what I'm going to accept, or what I'm not going to accept. But we have to identify because everything is, becomes becomes a choice. You, we accept what we allow, but if we don't allow it, then we don't, we don't have to accept it. But we have to identify how, how, what, what's our worth. What, what, how, what did God create me to be? Um, and once we know whom we are, who we are, and whom we are, then it's it's different. But it's a it's a different thing to know these different things. But it's another thing to apply it. So if we don't apply what we learn or what we relearn, because sometimes we have to become unlearned to learn or unlearn. To identify within even self, because self is always something that we can um, that can be repaired, reconstruction, um, see things that we don't see, and sometimes we can't see ourselves. We can look in the mirror and see a reflection, but sometimes there's a lot of different things else that's going on that I cannot see in myself, but my brother and my sister can see, and once they've shared with us, then I can take inventory and relook at myself and, and see. You know what I cannot see, so I can restructure. Amen. So, Simon, what you think about that? Do you think this type of behavior is acceptable, or why do we keep these things to ourselves? Well, I agree with Sister Tanya. Um, we embarrass. Um, we don't want nobody to know that something really going on. We want to act like, you know, everything all good on the outside, although everything's falling apart and it's bad on the inside. We just don't want nobody to know. Like, you, you know, shame. I agree with what she said. Just try to keep it to ourselves to make it appear, you know, that everything is okay on the outside. Don't want anybody, I guess, feel like people being your business or people will be judging you because you, you know, going through something or you allowing that to happen. 
Well, and I can... Sister Sonia, can I share something too as well? Sometimes sure. we do things to, to fit in. We wanted a situation to appear something else, not me, or say not me. Or we want to fit in with peers. We want to fit in the group, you know, fitting with others instead of being a standing out to where there's where, where a change can take place um, and stepping out and being different and not being like the crowd because the crowd is, is the same. But until one person steps out, out of and comes out of that chain, then others may want to come out too. Or, or they can identify and they can relate. But sometimes we sit and we don't share and we're hurting. We're wallowing in self-pity and, and all these different things that, and, and shame and, and condemnation and, and, and um, what is somebody going to think of me or, or here and there. And inside, we're melting. We're so hurt. We're melting. We're screaming actually for help on the inside, but the verbal, uh, the help or, or the expression, it doesn't come out of our doesn't come out of our mouth verbally, but inside, we're so broken. Hmm. Amen. Um, why do victims fall in love with their abusers? Can you shed any light on that? I would say um, you recognize uh, uh, um, someone's hurt can. Rec- it's like you you recognize not more than saying recognizing another hurt, but hurt knows hurt. You know, you know, and it's easier to uh, associate associate yourself with someone's broken than than the other. Hmm. Amy, you have anything to say on that one? Yeah, um, let's see what they call me. I don't know. I agree with what she said. I guess maybe they think they, you know, more compatible with that person because they went through the same, going through the same thing they went through and, and they feel sorry for them or feel like they can't break away from it and they just fall into that pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a hostage. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. After something like, per se. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes well, you can't see yourself out of it either. You know. Yeah. And you see that other person, and other person is the same as, as you, but you, you can, you, it's like adapting. <laughs> this is a lifestyle, <laughs> and I'm going to adapt to this lifestyle, but. In, in natural reality or the mind or whatever is a misconception and it's a trap like you say it's it's um it's what i know it's familiar territory and this is what i know i don't know anything else so that's why i'm comfortable and it feels okay because that that surrounding it's it's comfortable for me hmm. have you ever heard the term gaslighting Mm-hmm. It is also a form of emotional, that's an emotional abuse that's seen in abusive relationships where the person have you doubting or manipulate mm-hmm. um, your thoughts mm-hmm. and your, mm-hmm. everything you have going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want an abusive relationship 
And uh, I didn't tell anybody about it. Um, I was ashamed because I didn't know how I got myself into that situation where, as you know, when you meet a person, you meet their representative. And then later on, you start meeting that real person. You start seeing the real side of that person. And as they start coming out, they were um, mentally abusive and physically abusive towards me. And um, I could walk down the street and a guy would pass. And just a friendly hello, I'll speak back. Next thing I know, pop, I got popped in the face and stuff. And uh, I was like, wow. So, but what really opened my eyes was when uh, I had one of my brothers drop me off. I was in college, and um, I told him that I needed to go check out something real quick, and I was going out with him. So he dropped me off at uh, my boyfriend's apartment. He wanted a key to my house, but he didn't want me to have a key to his. That's because he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And I uh, wanted to keep tabs on what I had going on. So I don't know how I ended up getting, I got a copy of his key made. And uh, I went down to his apartment and I walked in. And when I walked in, there he was with another female in the bed. So he jumped up and he pushed me. And as he pushed me, I slid back on my butt. And I fell. When I went to get up, I could not get up. And uh, he was just standing there looking at me. And my brother was getting antsy outside. And he wanted to know what was going on. He was calling me, but I could, he couldn't hear me calling back. And he came up the stairs and he saw me on the floor. And he was like, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. I can't get up. So he took me to the hospital and come to find out <laughs> that, that push had caused me to have a freak accident of breaking my ankle. So, um, long story short, I went to the hospital, test was put on, and uh, this guy still was trying to control me, fix me breakfast, and I was like, are you crazy? I'm not supposed to be on, on my uh, my ankle and stuff. I'm on crutches. He threatened me, talking about, if I catch you on the yard, I'm going to beat you right there. I was like, okay. So I told my girlfriend about it. So back in the day, they had this, um, it was a show called Home of the Clown. So Home of the Clown used to have um, these tennis balls in um, what you call a tennis sock. And he would swing it around and you say something stupid, he'll pop you upside the head with that sock with those balls in it. And he'll say, homie, don't play that. So by him threatening me so we got some canned goods and we put them in some tennis socks some long tennis socks so he came up to me and he said something to me and I said something back to him and before I knew it boy we went to molly whopping on him with some socks with those canned goods in it I ain't have to worry about him anymore alright man but uh, <laughs> Pastor Rod found out about it and uh he just took my granddad's truck, his van, talking about he going to clean up somewhere. He all the way in Montgomery and stuff. I heard the, I didn't find out later, so the campus police had to come get him off the yard because he didn't threaten the boy and everything. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was something that I lived with, with for a long, for some years where I kept being into abusive relationships where I felt like I had to, I guess I didn't love myself back then. I didn't have a, any self-worth. But now, you know, I don't have to take that from nobody. You're not going to put your hands on me. And my brother said, you're not going to put your hands on her. I just thought I would share my testimony with y'all. Amen. Amen. Um, How can we claim to love if we are hurtful and and abusive towards the the person that we're that we say we love, Amy. Say that question. How can we? How can we claim to love that person or the person if we are hurtful and abusive towards them? How can we say we love them? Good question. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you try to see the better part when they're not being abusive to you. Maybe I'm not real sure. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I guess you try to see the good, the good part of them, and say, well, you know, I know they don't really mean to treat me that way. He really do love me. Um, he just gets upset mm-hmm. and and I make him mad. Right. Like you try to blame yourself, I guess. Saying yeah. you making him mad, you causing it, you making him act like that. Right. You know, I had a friend. Well, I have a friend. Um, but she she went through an abusive relationship for so so many years. You know, when I first met her, she's being abused, and she just stayed in that relationship. And for a long time, I used to be like, you know, what is wrong with you? Why are you staying in this relationship? Why are you gonna get rid of her? And she would tell me, you know, I've been with her since I was twelve years old, and we broke up, we get back together, break up, we get together, we end up getting married, and and I just think he he a good person. I just he just has some faults. I just really never could we could never see eye to eye on it. But, you know, praise God, eventually, within the last three years, she's divorced him and attempted to move on. Um, and I just yeah. I think it's just wonderful that she finally got that strength up to leave. Because, I mean, it was just so many, so much horrible, horrible abuse that I witnessed. It, it's just, it was just a lot. And I've never, you know, really had a friend that was just in an abusive relationship with a guy like that, uh, where a man hit her. It's none of that. And that just was so shocking to me. But I'm so glad to this day she, she's away from that, you know, she's free. And I think she is doing a little bit better. I don't really keep in touch with her as much as I used to, but at least she did get out of that relationship. But I feel like she always thought it was something she did or, you know, she always made excuses for the man. He didn't black the eye, almost put her eyes out. Just all kind of stuff. And she said, it. well, we're going to be all right. We're going to fuss tomorrow. You know, they you get beat up and the next day you're saying it's going to be okay because he didn't mean it. So, anyway, I'm just glad she got out of it. But I just personally don't see that. That's that's because uh, the person that's being abused uh, is in denial. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was in denial, you know, making those excuses for that person. Uh, He Mm -hmm. loves you, I love you, or thinking you can't do better, which was a bunch Mm -hmm. of crime. Mm -hmm. Pastor Rod, do you have anything you want to say on that? You know, um, I think a lot of times. Uh, relationships go go bad because of us carrying our old baggage with us uh, mm-hmm. past history something something that has happened or or, or something and, 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 and we keep it with us and, and 
we we get to uh, uh, comparing uh, 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 situations, relationships. You know, we 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 do things like that, and then we get to a place where we we don't we don't we don't put God first. To be, to be honest with you, a lot of times we don't put God first. We go in headstrong, full of pride, a, a haughty spirit, ready to handle our own thing, doing our thing our way. We we know what we doing. Can't nobody tell us nothing. We you you, you come on now. It's not, not, let me let me step away because you know I know y'all y'all uppity bougie. So let me talk about me then. You know what I'm saying? I've been that way. So, so you know what I'm saying? So we have to get to a place where we got to hold ourselves accountable. And and, 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 and and adjust ourselves because because God told us in Second Corinthians, therefore if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So if the new hadn't come yet, you ain't in Christ yet. So so it's time for people to start receiving that and accepting that so that they can get a better relationship with Christ. We carrying too much old baggage into our present life and it's keeping us away from our blessings. It's keeping us away from the most important love that we can ever have, the, the love that God has for us. So, so, so you know, I, I don't, what, what I'm going to say tonight is going to be just that. You know what I'm saying? We've all been in some type of abusive relationship, every last one of us that's on here. You know what I'm saying? I know we have because everybody has been in it, whether it be physical, verbal, mental, emotional. We've been down that road. But the thing is, now is, how are you going to travel now? What you going to do now? Because one thing about it is, God sees us as the apple of his eye. And, and, and I'm going to receive that and accept that. I'm going to receive that I'm a chosen race or part of the royal priesthood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and I'm a man after God's own heart. So, so one thing I will say is, is that we have to have love for ourselves. And most importantly, love for the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And then we won't have to be putting ourselves in those situations because God will reveal to us, as long as we study his word, the things that we need to do to live our lives accordingly so those evil spirits won't even come down our alley no more. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I understand Amen. that our overseer, Pastor Kemp, is on. Would you like to bring them on? Amen. God bless. Uh, uh, God bless you, Pastor. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the show, sir. The ladies are welcoming you in tonight. Come on on. Good evening, each and every one. I was just sitting back, and I was just in, really, to be honest with you, I was enjoying so many uh, things that I was thinking about that were said and so much important information, testimonies, and others. Uh, sometimes um, I, I notice that when, and through some counseling, I've noticed that <clears throat> with the love, a lot, oftentimes people are looking for love with the wrong people, and so they accept the wrong, different things they should not accept. Uh, I, we was talking uh, earlier, we were saying about uh, when uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in Corinthians at 13th chapter, when he was describing about love, uh, the children in Corinth was bragging about gifts, and he was letting them know that these gifts that you brag on is nothing. Love is the greatest gift of all. 
And when he said turn the other cheek, he wasn't physically telling you to let someone punch you in the face and you let them hit you again. It was saying like having a fault if somebody do something more or less, uh, like say something or do anything, just go the other way. Uh, oftentimes that, that we, we do things is because we have this insecurity and we allow people to trample on us mm-hmm. until we start feeling that the work that you have in you, uh, everyone has a work. You're created in the image of God and in God's likeness. God created you. And I also, also heard earlier that we're talking about power in the tongue. And I, I'm going to say this, and I hope anyone, when it said that that power, you could speak this, it's not really, it's really talking about, you could tell, like, tell a child he's dumb. If you call him that long enough, that child would think that he's that uh, stupid and things like that. We have to watch this. See, the tongue is a very, very small, one of the smallest things that you have, but yet it controls so much of you. It's not what goes in a person that defiles a person, but it's the words or uh, the deeds that come out. Um, and they, they, they use the analogy of a ship, the rudder. You could have an aircraft carrier, and the rudder may not be no more than about 18 feet wide, but this the rudder is steering something two or three football fields large, you know, long. And uh, about a football field, almost a football field wide. Uh, so uh, that's why they give the analogy. But love is not mistreating a person, being physical. And I've seen it in a whole lot of uh, men and grow up thinking because that's the thing that you hear around the other men. You don't take that. that I'm going to stay in her place and you grow up ignorant but until your eyes are open and you know my mother always had a saying that I, I had two sisters and 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 my mother would always ask us tell us like would you want someone to hit me come my hit, hit hit our mother we ain't no way in the world somebody gonna hit my mom uh do you want somebody to hit your sister if somebody hit my sister what i do so she asked us never to put our hands on a lady. If you can't, you can't raise a adult. And so you don't do that. But so many ladies take it as like they think that that's love. Controlling is not love. It's, it's not love. And if a person tells you uh, they love you and they're beating you, they're not telling you the truth. Because, you you know, I see people have dogs. They don't beat them because they love them. Why would you do a human being that way? You know, the Bible, the Bible talks about love, to love one another like he loved us. And I, and I heard we said about Jesus' death on Calvary. That was the greatest act of love, whether it's a greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay his life down for a friend. Uh, so many ladies today are going through abusive relationships because they fall in the relationship where they aren't equally yoked. A mouth can say anything. You know, Jesus said that, you know, you honor me with your mouth, but your heart is far away from me. Sometimes we get in relationships because they're Christian. Where they say that they are Christian, and that's what I say. A mouth will say anything. That's why Jesus made that accurate, that statement more or less that you honor me with your mouth, but your heart is far away from me. 
that it, you know, usually how they say actions speak louder than words. Uh, and then oftentimes to woo a female in a man or put on differently acts. And I think that was a uh, sister Sonia said it earlier, the, the, the 4k that they put up at first, they, they put that, 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 that beautiful show on. And then after a while, they losing their temper. They, uh, saying things they shouldn't say that hurting a mouth could hurt you. Uh, most of the kids that's in school today, a whole lot not, are not being physically uh, uh, a bullet. They're being mentally bullet. They say things to the girl, you look like a nerd, you look like a dummy, and before you know it, the kid killed themselves. That's what they mean power about power in the tongue. And we need to be careful about what we say. Now, you cannot speak when that, that thing about speaking things into existence. Now, I pass the rod and tell you, tell you what that means. That that means that was talking about you have to ask yourself when you're doing scripture, who's speaking to whom you're speaking to, what is he speaking about? Only God could speak things into existence. Man cannot speak things. It was it was pertaining that verse of scripture was talking about God uh, and His divine fiat speaking things into existence. Man put that all together. And, but we can do things, you know, say, so is the man thinking in his heart, so is he. If you think that you're nobody, and some ladies, they claim through psychology and are, are, are looking for a father figure, and they go to this man, and they're looking, but a father, a real father, don't brutalize his daughter. And after a lady, after you get, you may spank your daughter, but after, after the kid gets grown, you don't spank them. You learn to talk, try to talk everything out with them. And that's the way God is. God do uh God still chastises us as old individuals as I am. <coughs> Adults. But he he still loves us. I just think so many powerful things were said tonight. I, I just really I was I was just listening because this need to be uh, taken even further. You ladies have done a dynamic job because so many ladies that are being abused. I wish they were listening to uh, different things you said where it gets a point where the young lady was saying, it gets a point where her, her girlfriend says she just was tired of being abused. It gets a time you shouldn't let it go that far because sometimes it leads to murder. Just as Sister Sonia broke her anger, she could have been pushed and hit her head and lost conscience and could have passed. <clears throat> I, I had a guy in, uh, that I grew up, he and another guy was, had a fist fight, and he punched the guy, and the guy fell back and hit his head on the side of the curb and died. It wasn't trying to, they just was having an ordinary physical fist fight. And the guy was about three or four years older than the one that did that that knocked him down, but the guy bumped his head on the on the cement and he died. Uh, so we have to watch things. Uh, but again, I'm I'm gonna back up because you ladies, you're just doing a dynamic job. But the main thing is just always keep God first. I think Pastor Rod was saying, put God first. Don't be unequally yoked. And it takes time for you to sit back and 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 observe a person. When you observe that person, when that person start losing their temper and cursing and fussing all the time, you say, well, I don't know about you. 
I don't like drama. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that straight and say it this way. I, I'm a person, I don't like drama. I'm not going to put my hand on anyone, and I don't like drama. Uh, you shouldn't like drama. You don't want that because, you, know, you, know, you know, the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy. It's a peace. Then it's a patience. You know, uh, he's, he's, he's going to change, and they never change. They continue to beat you. Uh, he say because he's doing that because he had a bad relationship. Well, you're not in that relationship anymore. So even if you was in that relationship, if the lady don't listen what you have to say or, or, or you don't listen or whatever which way it goes because it's vice versa, uh, if they don't listen, they're grown. Go your own way. You don't have to be, have have to be emotionally and physically abused by anyone. God did not create you here for that. God created you to be a beautiful, wonderful person. Be that person that God created you to be. God bless you guys. And I like again, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that one night you have to try to public, really get this out to the public and talk about. Abusive relationship because so many females go uh, into different have their different uh, homes that's open up for women that going through a abusive relationship and they could go and they have uh, places they could live with their kids just to get them out of that abusive relationship because sooner or later it turns to murder. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Kemp, for those words. Um, Sister Times, do you have any closing remarks or words you would like to say? Sister Amos, do you have any closing remarks you would have to say? I'm sorry. Is that Sister Yes, can you hear me? Oh, you go ahead. Okay. No, 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 I'll go after you. I'll go after you, honey. Go ahead. Okay, I'm just going to say um, we should just try to practice loving each other like we should, like the Bible says, be more attentive to each other and just care for everybody and keep loving our hearts and try to do better and strive to do better each day. Amen. Amen. Um, Sonia, I would, I would share that um, abuse is real regardless of where it's uh, male or female. Um, it's not talked about like it should, it, like it needs to be talked about. Um, I know the Bible shares that we as older are supposed to um, teach and raise up and bring up the younger generation. You know, it's not, it's so much of a, of a stigma, but abuse is so much hidden. And it's so, it's labeled where there's so much shame, where people don't want to talk about it, but it exists. And um, we have to share more of our testimonies where others would be, feel more comfortable that they would want to come out from what they're in. Because sometimes um, they can't even identify. I can speak for my own self. I just came out of a nine-year <laughs> relationship that was abusive. And what I ended up doing was I monologued, God bless you. Uh, duplicated, duplicated of what I saw coming up. So I looked at myself and I kept taking inventory and I'm adjusting here and I'm under construction right now. And I go, well, I don't understand. This is what I was telling myself. How did I 
let, went through all this. But sometimes we go through so much because I had a lot, a lot on my plate, okay? And then um, the enemy comes in, you know, cunning and, and conniving, and you don't, you, you don't see, you don't see what your your natural eye, nor do you see what your spiritual eyes, okay? And you, we allow ourselves to come blindsided. This is me. I'm talking about myself. I allow myself to come blindsided. And then now I go, as strong as a person I am, how did I let this happen? Or how did I continue into this? So as I'm self-evaluating, self-discovering, looking at the situation, I grew up in abuse um, as, as young. And what I saw my mother do all the time, I duplicated that same pattern. Um, she always went back. She kept forgiving him. He would say he would do better, but he wouldn't do better. It was just a trap to pull her back into it and come back in the same environment. And the same cycle kept occurring, kept occurring, kept occurring, which was abuse. Abuse is abuse, regardless if it's uh, the physical, the mental, the psychological, the emotional here and there. So I really had to, when I had enough, when enough was enough, and I'm like, wait a minute, God don't treat me like this. Then why am I allowing myself to be put through this and allowing someone else to be putting disappointment me? And the brakes came on, like, whoa. And then when, I, when that person violated uh, someone, a friend of mine, brother of mine, that you do not know that I'm trying to connect the dots for kingdom building, you know, then I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. So I have to take evaluation and go, this is what you, this, you believe in God, but God doesn't treat you like this and you accepting this with somebody else and oh Lord, no change had to come about. I had to really take more inventory of myself and go, wait a minute, you know what? I love God and I know that he loves me. He doesn't treat me like this and why are you tolerating this? So, um, so a lot of times in being in relationships for a certain amount of time, um, you have to pray things, you have to go through things, you have to heal, you have to hear and there. But that's one thing we do not have to accept is abuses that somebody else puts on us because God, our Father, will not treat us that way. And when we know that he won't treat us that way, then we shouldn't accept that from anybody else. So I just wanted to share a little testimony of what I just recently um, come out of, and no, I, I love God. Been I, I've been knowing Him and been lo- loving Him. Well, I never stop Him, and I won't ever stop Him. But that's one thing that is, is sneaking. It doesn't matter um, how long we've been knowing Him. We're all flesh. We're human. It still can happen to us. But we have to recognize or. Being with our other um, prayer warriors, our, our brothers or our sisters, uh, or finding that person that we can talk to and share and getting support. And then once we get that support, then we can really take inventory of ourselves and, and, and see why I allowed this to happen, you know. And the light comes on and you're like, you know what, no, I'm not taking this from anybody, you know. Um, but if we never share with someone, then it's harder to come out of abuse because um, the enemy wants to keep us isolated and keep us bound, or we cannot um, filter out. We cannot grow. We can't come out of what we're in. But that's not what God would. That's not what God wants for us. So I just wanted to really share um, that with, with with someone out there. I hope that that would bless somebody. Um, but I give God the praise and the glory because abuse is real. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. 
Um, in closing, I would say we need to ground ourselves in love, wisdom. It is anything but easy. Love takes constant reflection and practice. So open up and learn how to love on yourself as well as someone else. I hope something was said tonight that broke some chains in your life. And I hope that we can continue to break chains here on Peace. Ladies, P31 tonight. Uh, Pastor Rod, do you have any comments? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, thank everybody for being here tonight. Um, as usual, I definitely want to give our black history known for tonight and our health tip uh, on this night right here. Um, uh, after tonight, uh, Sister Tanya would love for you to give the health tip on Wednesday night since this is ladies' night and you all to do this uh, if you don't mind. Uh, so uh, <laughs> just throw that out there. Okay. Uh, here, here's our black history tip for tonight. We do this every night. Our black history tip tonight talks about the conflict between slaves and free states. Uh, the Fugitive Slave Act of 1793 uh, did not answer the question of whether a slave remained a slave when both master and slave traveled from a slave to a free state to reside even temporarily in the free state. For example, the Maryland Court of Appeals ruled in 1799 that a slave who was hired out to work in Pennsylvania became free because of Pennsylvania's laws abolishing slavery. In the early national and antebellum period, the laws of the state where slaves resided were thought to be determined status of their slavery. That's your uh, uh, black history tip. Uh, everybody, when I read that tonight, I want you to do me a favor. Um, Start pulling up some of these laws that were in effect during the slavery period, and 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 see if these uh where these acts are today, and and if they're sitting on these laws, wet, ready to pull them back out on you in 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 2021, 2022, and on. Uh, pay attention to this, y'all. Let's be let's be very aware of the things that were going on before a lot of us were born that are on that's in paper, that's on paper right now, and called laws. So let's pay attention to that. All right. Uh, that's your uh, Black History Tip for tonight. Don't forget uh, your, to fill yourself up with a lot of water, stay hydrated, uh, uh, eat a lot of vegetables and fruits, cut back on the fried foods, exercise, work out, uh, get your heart rates up daily, uh, and, and take better care of yourself, everybody. Uh, let's get our blood pressure down, our cholesterol down. Let's get off this medication. Let's really just start taking better care of ourselves. We can do that. We can push away from the table. We can stop eating meat. Uh, we can do these things. Let's uh, participate in it and take better care of ourselves mentally, physically, and most importantly, spiritually by studying the word of God, praying to God, meditating to God, and spending time with him in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much. Don't forget tomorrow night, the men come on and do the same thing and have a conversation with the mighty men of valor, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Ladies, come on and hang out with us, and men, come on and get on the air. We'll do it tomorrow night, same time, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. God bless. Thank you. Thank you for those those words. Uh, we're going to close with prayer. Let us come to the throne. Dear God, please give us a humble heart to yield to your instructions at all times so that we can prosper. Help us to obey you and let us be flexible for Holy Spirit's guide. Let us follow when you lead and let us be willing to receive your blessings whenever you are ready to hand them over. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. We thank you for turning us on tonight. God bless you. We love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Have yourself a blessed night. Good night, everybody. Love you. Okay. Good night. Oh, my people, I love you. We're a family.
You've been listening to Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies on YAT Radio, where each week we discuss the importance of female self-esteem, self-identity, and noble character. You can always get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. That's Breaking Chains, where we leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Tonight's show was being sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. Good night. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.